This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. How big is your family? I mean, there's just two of us, myself yeah. and my older sister. Gotcha. But we're Italian, and yeah. so we're so big. So then they're big. Yeah. Are yeah. you a good cook? I am not at all. No? Actually. I know. That's. I feel like Can I'll you be, a, be Italian and not be a good cook? Is <laughs> that possible? I feel like I'll be a bad wife someday because <laughs> I don't cook. Welcome to Kelly Earnhardt Miller's Fast Lane Family, presented by Wella Professionals. Salon care products that you can experience with your senses. Get high performance you can see, touch, and sense. Welcome to this week's edition of Fast Lane Family. A few weeks ago, I got the pleasure of being interviewed by my guest today for a segment on Race Hub that's aired. And today, we're going to turn the tables and I'm going to learn more about Caitlin Vincy. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate Good. it. Absolutely. Plus, stick around for our Wella Professionals tip on the best way to create a low bun that is very popular right now. All right, so you you do you can do the bun. You've got yeah, long hair. I can, yeah. I, don't I can't do rock, the bun. I don't rock the bun often, but maybe I'll <laughs> once I hear how to do it, make it look good. I'll have to start wearing it that way. Oh, <laughs> our Willa folks can uh, help us out with that. We can figure that out. So, all right, so this is gonna be fun. I was just kind of reading a little bit of bio about you, and and I want to talk about how you got involved in NASCAR. Raised in Virginia. Yep. Um, uh, born and raised in Bridgewater, Virginia. Very small town, <laughs> but. NASCAR was very popular in that area. So. How small, small? One one stoplight small or? Uh, maybe not that small, but I grew up with kind of way out in the country yeah. around a lot of farmland and stuff like that. So um, it was definitely a small little southern town. Very nice. You went to school for a communications degree. And how did you get involved and interested in NASCAR? Uh, well, I went to a race in college and I had garage passes. It was actually at Charlotte Motor Speedway. So how did you, did you get invited to this race or something yeah, that you wanted like to do? Just a friend. group of friends yeah, going, yeah, yeah. Um, but I had never had hot passes to a race before and somebody had gotten us some passes. So as soon as I started walking around down there and seeing all the dynamics of the teams and just, it really piqued my interest. And I think too, I saw it as a challenge. I was like, okay, this is a very difficult sport to learn. If you didn't grow up around it and I didn't really. So I was like, I think if I can accomplish becoming a reporter in this sport, I will feel like I have done something, <laughs> you know, cause I saw it as a huge challenge to learn the intricacies of NASCAR. Right. So it is, it is very intricate for mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> so when you, when you went for your communications degree, what kind of, did you have your eye on at that point? Well, I knew even in high school that I wanted to do sports journalism. Okay. So, so, sport, so you had sports in mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Always had sports in mind. Yeah. And then, like I said, once I went to that first race, I was like, I don't want to do any other sports. I just want to do NASCAR. So I started doing different things in college that I thought would help position me to get a job right out of school. Um, I did a couple internships, a uh, sports internship at a local news station. I actually moved out to Charlotte for a summer and worked at the USAR Pro Cup Series in PR. Yeah. Which I wanted to do that because I knew they would um, send me to races and I'd have the experience of what it's like traveling on the circuit because I wanted to make sure I, that was something that I <laughs> would be Coming from a small with. town, right, yeah. Right. right. But I really enjoyed it, so I did that. Um, I started writing a NASCAR column for my university because nobody was <laughs> – no one was writing one, and so I offered to do it for free. So that was a, a good experience as well, just writing about the sport. Uh -huh. and, uh, writing is still a huge part of what I do now, even though it's just on air. So, Knowing that you wanted to go into sports journalism, did you play sports? 
I as did. a kid, what, what, or mm-hmm. did you have like some professional sports that you followed? Mm-hmm. Or I uh, ran track and field and cross okay. country. Uh, I started that in seventh grade, and I also did it in college. I didn't end up doing it all four years because once I started focusing more on the career stuff. I couldn't balance school <laughs> and sports and the internships and things like that. Yeah. So I stopped running, but I had competed for, you know, many years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. that's kind of where your interest was. Mm-hmm. And then you answered through a friend suggestion and ad on Craigslist, which led you into your first real yes. job in NASCAR. Yep. My roommate at the time in college, she saw on Craigslist, there was uh, some company looking to start up a racing show at Langley Speedway in Hampton, Virginia, which was right near my college. Mm-hmm. She's like, you got to go audition for this. It's like perfect for you. So I went and they picked me and I started working out there at Langley Speedway for, I did that show for two seasons and, you know, it was just low budget, <laughs> $100 a weekend kind of deal. But I liked the fact that my background is in grassroots racing. Yeah. And so I met a lot of the guys that are now the up and coming stars at Langley, like Chase Elliott and Bubba Wallace and guys like that, because they were running in the K&N series. So it's kind of neat that we've kind of, they've moved up and And I moved moved up. up. (laughs) I feel like I've watched them grow up. (laughs) While you're growing up yourself. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's not really, um, you know, been that long ago that you've done that. So you're you're just making your mark (laughs) quickly here. And then you sent in a tape for speed. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Uh, so just like with anything in racing, we needed sponsors to sponsor this Langley Speedway show. And after the first year of the show was complete, we weren't sure if we were going to have sponsors and money to do a second season. So then I was like, all right, what can I do to still talk about NASCAR on camera? So I bought a green screen and a lighting system, and I taught myself the software uh, on Mac computers, and I started filming these, like, reports. It sounds crazy. <laughs> no, it sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, I started filming these reports in my house and putting them on YouTube, and then NASCAR Illustrated saw them and started using them on their website, which was com at the time, which was really neat because then my work was next to guys like Bob Pockeris mm-hmm. and Chris uh, Johnson, people like that that I thought were very credible NASCAR journalists. So it was that was, like, a neat experience, and it was just, you know – I got to do it all myself, basically yeah. be a producer, a talent, a writer, and a, all that, which was which was kind of neat. So I put those clips on my demo as well that I eventually sent to Speed Channel. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm 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 just in awe because I mean, to me, seeing that obviously you've got a great platform and YouTube mm-hmm. to kind of put things out there and people mm-hmm. get recognized and and noticed, you know, in various ways, whether you're an artist, a music artist or whatnot. And it, I mean, it it just really shows how bad you want it, Mm -hmm. your dedication, Mm -hmm. your abilities to be able to be, you know, four or five people in one thing, (laughs) you know, and um, I mean, just your passion for it, Mm -hmm. which I think, you know, for our sport in particular is important, you know, in that passion that people have for the sport and, and um, that dedication for it. So I don't think it's funny at all I think it's just freaking awesome <laughs> thank you yeah I was just not taking no for an answer exactly like, I'm gonna figure out how to make this work some ways because I had been applying for a lot of different jobs and I was getting no's and I was getting frustrated because I couldn't break in yeah and then finally I get a phone call from my boss now Steve Craddock at Speed Channel and I was working at a tanning salon at the point because I, I was working all these like odd jobs, like right. waitressing, tanning, yeah. like because whatever to get by, to make get it by. Speed, right? And um, he's like, yeah, you know, we have 
a gig opening as a traveling MC for the speed stage. Remember when we had yeah. the big stage? He was like, you know, so you'd be like a live host. And, um, you know, I know your ultimate goal is to be on air, but this might be a good way for you to to get in. And I knew from I was like, this is it. Yeah. Now the rest is up to me to, you know, show them what else I can do and to keep planting that seed. I yeah. want to be on air. I want to be on air. So I kind of knew at that moment I was like, I think Let's this get is, your foot this in the door. Work. That's yeah. key. You yeah, know, exactly. Whatever it is, it might not be what, you know, your goal is to, right. to start at, but to get your foot in the door there. What did he say caught his attention? What did he like about your demo tape or well, he said what he's they like, were looking for? Because I drove down to Charlotte twice to meet with him too, because I knew like the face-to-face interaction was important. And like I could send a, a million emails, so I'm blue in the face, but like he needed to meet me and to see like how invested in this I really was. So I think he told me, you know, I just remembered you. I remembered that you were very interested in this company and you were kind of willing to do whatever it takes to just get in. Yeah. So he's like, this other person didn't work out. There was an opening. <laughs> this open. Just kind of worked out, I guess. <laughs> and so then you did that for how many years did you did you do the speed stage? I only did it for like a couple of months. Oh, really, wow. Because. You just went in there and showed them what you were made of right away, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, well, it was funny because we were in Indianapolis and um, Scott Ackerson was an executive at Fox Sports in Los Angeles and he was overseeing speed at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he was kind of like the interim guy and he had gone to Indy and he was like, so what's your ultimate goal? And I was like, well, I want to be on pit road for this company. And, you know, be in the garage as a pit road reporter. And he was like, really? And he was like, have you done anything like that? I was like, yeah, you know, I have a demo. And he was like, okay, well, make sure you send it to me. So I sent it to him that next morning at the racetrack. He called me into his trailer. He's like, so I'm going to give you a shot. And he's like, I know it sounds a little crazy. He's like, but, you know, we need a new reporter on Race Hub. And we need someone who's in Charlotte. And I had just moved to Charlotte. Thankfully. So... (laughs) It sort of just aligned, and it just kind of worked out. Wow. And so then he gave you the opportunity to to be an on-air talent mm-hmm. and and be and, and do segments and interviews yep. so for Race Hub. Yep. Race Hub was the first show I started working on, and I was still doing the MC stuff. And then they were like, we think we just want to transition you full-blown on-air. So I stopped the MCing. They added me on the trackside show that was – going to every race as like a social media type reporter. So the tail end of that season, I was just that I became only TV and that was kind of how it went. (laughs) And that was, when was that? 2012, 13? Yeah, it wasn't even that long ago. I know, right? 2014? Yeah. I think 2012, maybe? Yeah, I think 2012 is uh, what we looked up. So you're currently doing NASCAR Race Hub. You're doing the Fox Sports 1 daily mm-hmm. news mm-hmm. as well. And you're doing some pre-race stuff for the Sprint Cup races. Is mm-hmm. that right? You travel? How many weekends are you traveling? I was I was just telling her. <laughs> I've been to like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like I think, how many have we been had this so far? Oh gosh, we've got six yeah, or seven. I mean, I've been to like 28. And mm-hmm. so I've been traveling. Uh, a lot of the stuff I do on the road is the pre-race show, race day. Yeah. Uh, for the Cup Series, but then they've added the Trucks Pit Road. That was okay. a new addition for me this season. So, so you're actually Pit Road reporting during mm-hmm. the track races. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So that's been really hard, <laughs> but really fun. Uh, it's definitely a challenge. That's so did sure. you have to make Vegas and Dover? Uh, no, I had, I had last weekend <laughs> off. And I was like very relieved. What do I do with like myself? A, and it rained the whole time. So I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> 
So what's kind of typical for you in terms of travel in your week and, and how you work? Um, well, it starts a Sunday night. We do a conference call to map out the race hub shows for the week, where we want reporters to go. Like, so today I was assigned Stuart Haas to interview Rodney. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, that's a big story. So, um, you know, we'll just divide up the stories like Monday, Tuesday, and then usually I have Wednesdays off just to catch up on stuff before I leave. For <laughs> Laundry. The, yeah, really. Pay bills. <laughs> um, and then Thursday, I'll travel out to the race market, and then we just start all the shows out there. And it's a series of production meetings, conference calls as well, back with Charlotte. The first half of the year was really busy because yeah. Fox had the races, mm -hmm. so we just had more programming coming from the track. Gotcha. Whereas second half, you know, NBC does all the practices. Right. They do all the qualifying. So we don't have that, like, auxiliary programming in between those sessions gotcha. anymore. Yeah. So it is, it's been less um, the second half, but the trucks have been at it, you know, so I've been yeah. doing more of that. And So do you know, like, let's talk about next week. Do you kind of know your schedule for next week, or will you not know that till kind of this, not, not necessarily the race travel, but mm -hmm. your assignments, say, for next week? No. Yeah. Just, it just all depends kind of week on, by like, week. what happened. Well, like, when we had our shoot, like, well, that, that was, was planned. planned. Right, right. But usually, yeah, we're just like, you got to watch the race. Who we're, We go where the stories are. Yeah. So, you know, this week it's obviously... Harvick, Dale, and Jimmy. <laughs> Those were the big yeah, stories yeah. we decided from the weekend. Gotcha. So how many people are on this conference call on a Sunday night? <sighs> Too many. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people. Some people don't like say 20, much. Like 20, 30. Oh, no. Probably 10, like 10. 10. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's mostly kind of the reporters and talent and maybe mm -hmm. producers? Is yeah. That, yeah. All and your producers. producers. Mm -hmm. And then, so for you to get scheduled doing your story with Rodney, mm -hmm. what do you? what's your part of that other than the actual interview piece? Mm -hmm. Well, I pitch it. You know, they'll kind of say, where do you guys want to go? Who do you want to go after? I was like, I, you know, I would like to take Stuart Haas this week. And they said, all right. So then the next step is we email PR. Um, we set up all our own interviews. So you do that so yourself. It's important to have good relationships with good the contacts. PR yeah. people. Yeah. Um, so... That's the next step. We figure out the camera situation, which is sometimes challenging because you're juggling like three shoots, three reporters, one camera guy. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to like stagger it all out and make sure you really coordinate who's yeah. going where. So that's the next process. And then you just. So who comes up with your meet for the interview, your questions and that kind of thing? Is that kind of you and the producer or? Yeah, I, yeah. I do go to producers for their input. I think it's important that we're all on the same page. A lot of times, like for your shoot, especially because that's a much bigger piece mm -hmm. and it was longer. But when we're just doing like shop hits, you know, recapping the weekend with guys, I, I can pretty much do Wing that and handle own. that, right. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the Women in Wheels segment. Mm -hmm. Talk about that from its infancy, because that was the third one that you had done. Is that right? Uh, this season. This mm -hmm. season, the third one. Yes. And so is that an idea that you pitched to do? It, uh, that idea side? began actually when I was on Trackside a uh -huh. couple of years ago. And it was a concept they already had, but they didn't have like a female reporter okay. to do it. And then once I came on board, then I was the one who got to do a lot of those stories. And then when Trackside went away, when Speed Channel you know, went away. Merge, yep, right. <laughs> was reborn. <laughs> was reborn. Trackside was one of the shows that didn't make it yeah. on. So it kind of took a back burner, I guess. Mm -hmm. And this season, you know, I met with our producers on Race Hub. I was like, we need to start this up again. Like, there's some stories that I really want to tell. And we have a daily show and we have the space to do it. Yeah. So then 
We did. Mm -hmm. So your involvement with that is kind of then just coming up with it all and Mm -hmm. and working with the producer. Yep. I have a list of females that I would like to, you know, hit. And, um, you know, we will just try to set it all up and then come up with the questions to formulate it and I thought yours has turned out really nice I yeah thought I thought did it, a good job yeah. with it I thought it came out real nice but you like get it because you were like do you need <laughs> photos and like b-roll shot like you so that's helpful when you have someone that like yeah. understands tv and right. knows like what we need right right how to put the whole piece together exactly. <laughs> not just you and us sitting there talking right <laughs> I think about this from my standpoint of my show and, my, and mine's not you know trying to get to the bottom of anything or, or mm-hmm. stuff like that but when you're you know in our sport because you can consume our sport so many different ways and there's so many people reporting and talking about it how do you find the angle that's different you know that is hard because without it being you know divulging or Mm -hmm. or anything like that you know because like you said there's a lot of people covering the same stories and I do think sometimes I I don't say I struggle with that but it is hard to come up with a fresh idea it's yeah. much easier to do that with like the features yeah the bigger pieces oh, yeah. yeah the day-to-day reporting I mean there's only so much that you can contribute that's going to be different from what the print writers have or you know other on-air people right um, I think the biggest thing is just that I've learned this year with the garage reporting is just really working on those connections with the crew chiefs the car chiefs the crew members because they can really help you with these stories. Like, they won't give you every information you <laughs> But, you know, if you have good connections with them, that's like half the battle. Yeah, yeah. So what's your take being a female involved in a very male-dominated sport and, and how you fit in and how you're accepted and mm-hmm. that kind of thing? It's been hard. I mean, I'm I, not going to lie. I think it's been really challenging. I think that especially when you first start and you're new, they don't really know what you're about. and take you very seriously <laughs> they don't take you seriously and they don't trust you and yeah. i'm sure you can understand like it's just <laughs> trust is a big part of this sport and so if they feel like you're not a trustworthy person it can be even more difficult yeah yeah so i feel like now a couple of years into this deal it's gotten a lot better and i feel like you know the crew chiefs respect me the crews you know, know when I come around, I'm going to be asking serious questions. I take the this job very seriously. So it was hard at first, though. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, what have I got myself in? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a, a segment or, or somebody that you've, something that you've done that, you know, just came off just super great that you're really proud of? That um, um, Yeah, there was a, a segment I did um, last year for Race Hub on a guy named Chris Clayton. He was working at Hendrick at the time as a kind of a development pit crew mm-hmm. member, but he was a Army Chinook crew chief for mm-hmm. six tours in Afghanistan, and he had all these like insane stories about his time serving over there, and he had always wanted to like work in NASCAR in, in some way, but he had just gone the military route, and he was like a big Jeff Gordon fan, and then he ended up, when he was done with his tours, he interviewed at Hendrick, and he got to do a development pit crew job and was with Jeff and Victory Lane and he was like he was just such a positive person even though he'd been through all this like to me pretty inspiring very sounds like scary intense situations and he yeah. just had this great outlook on life and I, I was really happy with the way that piece wow. turned out I have to go back and find that one see if I can watch yeah, that one sounds good, good. <laughs> <laughs> sounds really good so what is 
it, it maybe not your end goal, but kind of what's the goal where you feel like you're going to really be at your peak um, for what you want to do? I've thought about that, and it, <laughs> it almost like it keeps sort of evolving. I think for me, the biggest thing I want to do is be as well-rounded on-air person as possible. So if they need someone to call a pit stop, you can do it. If they need garage reporting, you can. A sit-down, even if you need to step in and be a host in some role. And I think it's hard to be that versatile, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times with on-air people, they kind of have their set area that they do. Yeah, kind of have um, their expertise. And I think for me, you know, I'm still pretty young and I'm still coming along the <laughs> coming ladder. Up the ladder. So I, I think that's a good goal for me to set down the road just to be able to kind of do it all. I don't yeah. have any interest of going out of NASCAR yet. I think maybe eventually I'll want to, but I pretty occupied with this one so I can't imagine like having to add another sport to keep up with <laughs> oh gosh I was gonna talk about um pit reporting because mm -hmm. to me I find that fascinating just calling the races period I talked mm -hmm. to Wendy Venturini about this you know being on PRN and all and just you know how much of the sport do you consume on a weekly basis just to keep up and and you know be able to talk it it's hard you know? I mean I feel like I never really log out of it <laughs> you know I'm always yeah. checking Twitter or yeah. whatever to make sure I'm not missing something because there's always yeah. something happening like <laughs> I mean I think about that just the you know the every few weeks that they might ask me to be on like Sirius or something and mm -hmm. I'm like okay you know, I got to go check the day's events, you know, because they're mm -hmm. sure to ask me something. And I'm like, oops, I haven't read Twitter yet. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but but for you doing this as your career, mm -hmm. you know, you just got to really consume a lot of stuff. Uh, and, you know, they've had me do ARCA races, yeah. Xfinity practice shows, truck races, cup during the week. So you're trying to balance all these different series and yeah. information and crew chief names and drivers, number, drivers, drivers and sponsors for that like, matter. It is hard. That's enough to keep <clears throat> up with just in a consistent series mm -hmm. when our sponsors are changing as much as they are, mm -hmm. you know, let alone having to go call a series that right. you don't regularly I work on. Yeah. I feel like I have a photographic memory yeah. in some ways that I can That's look advantageous. at it. And usually I'll have it in there, but sometimes, yeah, it, it does get confusing. That's how I got through school, photographic memory. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, as, you know, growing up and in my adult years, I'm like, man, I should have, because I did well in school, mm -hmm. and, you know, made A's. That's good. I don't know, graduated, you know, high in my class, mm -hmm. but retaining it, you know, mm -hmm. because I just had that photographic memory, and I could just look at something look the next it. day, go take That's a test, a ace it. skill you know. to have. Everybody, they, you probably would be good at my job. I'm then. good with numbers <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. They're like, what's such and such's phone number? I'm like, oh, blah, 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 you know, See? look That's at good. it like one time kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's good to have like that, but sometimes I'd like to retain Right of it, you know. I, I notice it the most when I'm doing the on-track shows and yeah. the races. That's when, because everything's happening so fast, you don't have time to like look back at all your stats. We do have stats people that work for us, and they'll give us these really helpful yeah. big sheets that <laughs> have sheets. like a ton of information on there, which I keep with me at all times. Yeah, just because there's no way I can remember like how many top fives Kevin Harvick has. Yeah, this year, right. Because it's like a <laughs> hundred. <laughs> <laughs> no way to keep up with that. So today, like your day-to-day, -day, you were off the weekend, mm -hmm. thankfully. Was this your first thing for today? or No, I had the Rodney Childers. That oh, so was you've done like that this morning. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. They like to get started and get going, he, knock it out. For some reason, <laughs> anytime we do an interview with Rodney, it is always like 9 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> so do fun. you have race head this afternoon? Well, I'll go back to the office just to make sure, like... 
I'm not missing anything. If there's ever breaking news, I mean, we, you know, we'd have to like be ready be on a the part fly. Of that. Got you. So that kind of probably makes scheduling things a little tricky. It can be. Yeah. Can mm -hmm. can. It does. Wreak havoc. Vacations? Do you get any of those? I took a couple days this year. I went to St. Simons um, on the last off weekend, but yeah, I haven't really. I haven't asked off either. So <laughs> there's You're that. still climbing the ladder. <laughs> yeah, I'm like maybe I'll take a vacation in the off season. I'm thinking yeah. maybe December. Yeah. Yeah. When everybody else is. You have a longtime boyfriend who is also in the sport, mm -hmm. works at Hendrick on the 48 car. Bad luck for them this weekend. Yeah. Um, you no. guys have any hobbies, things you like to do together? Uh, he's really big into the outdoors. Yeah. Fishing, hanging out on the lake. Do you like to fish? I do. You do? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I do enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah so... You like I, lake fishing, trout fishing, I've, deep sea fishing, what kind yeah, of fishing? Yeah, I've, I've done deep sea fishing in the Outer Banks, so that's really yeah. neat. Um, but the bass is yeah, pretty. Yeah, lake fishing. Yeah, catfish. <laughs> <laughs> um, Whatever but, bites. <laughs> right, exactly. When I first met him, he was actually living on a houseboat. Ah. So <laughs> from the start, we were always on the water. Yeah. <laughs> He sold it recently, though. Now he lives normally. Live normally. <laughs> like that's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, so, this houseboat thing. <laughs> it was a little cramped. Oh, yeah. gosh. Too funny. Yeah. So now he lives normally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is it helpful to have someone like him kind of to bounce the mechanical things and, and that kind of um, thing off? After I've done like a practice show or qualifying or race, and I have all my notes still from what I was hearing feedback wise he'll go through like all of them with me to kind of explain them yeah. in more detail what well, this good. means what they're you know why yeah. they were changing this, this or to, why they were talking mm -hmm. about this yeah that's good that's so yeah got to be very helpful yes <laughs> it is helpful <laughs> are you a big holiday family gatherer is your how, how big is your family i mean there's just two of us myself yeah. and my older sister gotcha. but we're italian and yeah. so we're so big then they're big yeah, yeah. Are you a good cook? I am not at all. No? Actually. I know. That's. I feel like. Can I'll you be, a, be Italian and not be a good cook? Is I, that possible? I feel like I'll be a bad wife someday because <laughs> I don't cook. My dad's a very good cook. <sighs> and so we've been to Italy a couple times because my family very still cool. lives there. Oh, nice. And so that's a was really neat experience for yeah. me at a pretty young age. Yeah. But the food there is awesome. Yeah. Probably we we have Americanized the Italian, Italian food here, huh? Yeah, I'm still like in the market to find a good Italian place yeah. in this area because I'm a little bit picky when it comes to Italian. Does your family food. make the homemade pasta and all that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I am excited about the holidays coming up because I never really get to see them much anymore. So um, you make that a priority around holiday time? Uh, yeah. And it becomes, it's kind of sad. You just start ha having to plan it more and, like, schedule it in to see yep. your family. And sometimes they'll come to races. Uh, or when we're in Virginia, like, Richmond, they'll come up and meet me for, yeah. like, dinner or something. You have to just get creative exactly. in the ways that you can see <laughs> your family. So Exactly. Now, Race Hub, does it roll on during <clears throat> the off season? It doesn't. Um, okay. It has some in years past, but I think this year – they have a couple shows right after Homestead, yeah. but yeah, we pretty much have like off for like two months. Nice. Yeah. Literally off. Like you. Literally off. Literally yeah. off. I mean, we'll probably do some production yeah. meetings early in January to start mapping out, you know, 2016, yeah. but for the most part, yeah, you're just, wow. just kind of nice. That's cool. Yeah. 
You definitely need to find some vacation time. <laughs> That's what yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Zach, he's not going to have to be upside down chasing a championship, so maybe y'all can make a little plans. <laughs> yes, there is that. Um, um, I hate to see that for them. But. Certainly going for the win every weekend between now and the end of yes, the year, I'm sure. That's what I was thinking. That's what I saw on hoping. Twitter yesterday. <laughs> said, watch out. Chad's got seven races up on everybody to uh, work on 16. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, <laughs> you that's know? funny. I didn't they see They can that. use this as a, a, a testing grounds mm-hmm. for themselves, try to yeah. get ahead of the competition while everybody else is still having to, to fight for their yeah. way for this year. The weekend was pretty. Did you watch the mm-hmm. races this weekend? I even was actually you were off? <laughs> listening to it on the radio. I yeah. really like listening to the radio. Yeah. I, I learn a lot on their broadcasts yeah. for some reason. Well, because they have to say so much more. They have to you say don't so have a picture. much. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They've got to paint the picture in words mm-hmm. for you. So Yeah. So yeah. I was listening. Yeah. Very interesting. Good for Kevin Harvick. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be really hard to beat. I actually did pick him to win the whole you thing did. on my bracket okay but i also had jimmy going to the final four so now i'm Uh-oh. like oh, your bracket's out this is, yeah <laughs> this is a fail <laughs> so yeah kevin winning kyle finishing needing to finish what ahead of dale i think it was dale needing to finish ahead of jamie, jamie. yeah and they were just all it's right just, there yeah yeah i saw dale and jamie That's, hug afterwards uh, i thought that was sweet <laughs> yeah i was um they're they're good good friends you know jamie That's gosh cool. his personality he's just awesome i agree just such a great guy mm-hmm. it was cool to see them make the chase for the first time in his cup career uh, i was happy for that yeah. group you don't have to name anyone but is there people that you kind of cringe when you think that you're gonna have to interview a certain personality uh, <laughs> you don't yeah. gotta name anybody but i mean um, is there anybody in there that makes you you know might intimidate you or make you nervous or there's yeah there's you know, like one or two maybe just don't have the personality like, that's you know, engaging yeah. or something. They're You're definitely. Like, oh, Lord, I got to go do this. <laughs> there definitely is. That's so. why you sit in the production meeting on Sunday and, and vie for the people that you want to interview. <laughs> for the most part, I feel like everybody's pretty easy to work yeah. with. Yeah. And pretty uh, receptive to, you know, the interviews. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's hard, too, if you have to interview somebody during a race or something that's had a really bad day. Yeah. Or they just got out of infield care. Yeah. Or something like that. Well, I was going to ask about that and how you what your approach into that and how I, I would easily be intimidated by a situation mm-hmm. like that. It can be tough. Yeah. Cause yeah. you know, they're obviously very upset. Yeah. And for me, I always just kind of go about it the same way. Like tell you know, are you okay? And what happened from your yeah. perspective? Yeah. I think it's pretty neutral way to handle it. I guess just, just focus them. on what you're trying to get the audience, what you want the audience to hear basically, mm-hmm. which is the, letting him yeah. tell his, side exactly. or his or her yeah. side of the story. Yeah. So, yeah. Whoever got to pick to go talk to old Chad or Jimmy this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had to uh, take that approach. Mm-hmm. Well, what do we want to talk about? <laughs> it's just part of it, you know, the the ups and downs of the sport. Mm-hmm. But there's still no easier. I was thinking about that last night when I, I was text Dale. I try to remember to text him after all the races. And I was sitting there thinking of what to say. Like, I didn't want to say, I don't know. I, I was just like, okay, you know, do I am I the cheerleader? Mm-hmm. Do I like? I don't want to make over it too much. Like he wasn't um, gonna do a do great it, job to begin right. with, and like all, oh, you did this such a great job. Like I expect you to go out and do a great job every yeah, week, you know. <laughs> so I was really sitting there with my text, like, what do I say? How do I say this? Uh-huh. You know, that and is a, um, probably a hard balance. I get what you're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you don't you don't want to make it out like you didn't expect, expect it him from it. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> but you but you also so. want to emphasize Size. just how awesome also, it was to watch. I agree. You know, just that pride inside. So. Um, that's funny. I'm sure like, he appreciated that. Okay. Erase that. Back up. Erase <laughs> it. Up, up. Erase that. Back up. <laughs> yeah. Usually, if I, the least I say, the better. <laughs> I just get That's myself 
tied into a million words. Yeah, no, that's exciting for yeah. them. And for Greg, I, just, yeah. I really like to see that yep. for him. Yeah. Yep. He's uh, one of the more interesting characters. I he think. is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got any favorite tracks that you like to go to for uh, people asking any particular that, reason? Yeah. I mean, for racing, I would say Bristol Motor Speedway. Yes, definitely. Race Under the Lights. I always recommend that one to people. Well, that's something that was, I was thinking about that at the beginning of the show when you said you went to the, the race and you had mm -hmm. hot passes. Mm -hmm. Is it not true? I mean, you've got to go experience you NASCAR in go. person. Have to. TV doesn't do it justice. Yeah. And I, I mean, yep. I feel have bad to. saying that because I work in TV. But yeah, I've had a couple friends from college come out to races um, since I've been working in it. And they're like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe how cool this yeah. is. Yeah. Like, it, you really do need to experience it. Um, yeah. So for that kind of action, Bristol is obviously great. Yes. Some... For location, Sonoma. Yeah. <laughs> Just because... You go out before and do the wine tour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I've never gone out early, but I have gone just to go. Yeah. Like I didn't have to work that weekend and I just went to yeah. like experience it. And that's a really neat part of the country. Yeah. Um, I also really like going to Indy. I think that that's such a neat historic place. Mm -hmm. There's no track like it that we go visit, and the area is really good yeah. too. The surrounding yeah. area, if you stay in the city. Yeah, I was gonna say the mm -hmm. city, and but Bristol definitely for racing. My parents came to Bristol, and I think they were kind of like, well, they couldn't hear anything, obviously, so they seemed <laughs> like a little bit in awe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys kind of people that you work with on the show between you know sound camera that kind mm -hmm. of thing? Do y'all kind of venture out to eat together and hang out together and do yeah. things like that? On the road, a lot of times, um, my field producer, who is like my right hand woman on the shows, uh, Kelly Hamilton, she'll go hang yeah. out and yeah, we talk about work a work lot the next day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it helps having that um, good relationship with her just because. Um, she's a very important part of our show. Yeah. Um, now, was she day. the one that was on our, our no. show? Kelly? No. Uh, she's on Race Hub. Yeah. So she doesn't actually travel. Gotcha. But she's another one that yeah. I, I actually really enjoy hanging out with her outside of work. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the dynamic was just interesting between the two of you guys listening. Like, she got caught behind one of the race cars, actually, during our segment when we were walking the shop. Mm -hmm. And and then your recap with her once we got in there, because she was kind of going over the list of, mm -hmm. well, did we did we think about this, this? And you're like, oh, yeah, check that box, check that box. You know, yep. just that dynamic of mm -hmm. checking with each other and making sure that you covered and got the angles that you yeah. were looking to get. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, so. It would be a hard job to just do it completely on your own. Yeah. Like you need those people in production yeah. to help guide the ship. <laughs> yeah. And Race Day is a challenging, too. That's the show we actually don't set up our interviews. Kelly sets all of those up for the RF gotcha. interviews. Gotcha. So you typically will have four drivers on for an hour show. If we have two hours, sometimes we have special two-hour shows like we did in Chicago. Mm -hmm. We have like six or seven drivers on for that one. And she sets all that up, which is, again, a huge balancing act because the guys are only available at certain points right. in race day. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're pretty strict about, you know, yep. having Getting a hard, hard out. out time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yep. that that's that can be tough, too. Yeah. Do you have to do all your hair and makeup and wardrobe and all for I your do. stuff? You do. Yeah. Um, I've <laughs> had to teach myself, I feel like, how to make it look good. It's particularly hard on the road because yeah. the elements out at the racetrack are just, for you know, difficult yeah. to, to manage, I yeah. think. Especially, like, Daytona humidity is it doesn't not seem, my friend. Yeah. When I go do um, productions and they have makeup and, you know, she just always makes me look pretty. And then I, I try to 
replicate it on my own for something where I don't have makeup. It's like, I didn't get this right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Come on. I feel the same way. Where's my person? And the clothing, mm-hmm. too, yeah. is uh, sometimes hard to figure out what, what you want to wear yeah. that looks trendy, but not yeah. like too trendy. Yes. Yeah. But it's good for TV because they don't like for- patterns and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. certain things right. work. Are you on air with Race Hub um, outside of your recorded interviews, you know, actually in the studio from time to time? Um, like, I was in the studio for your segment because I led to it to in the studio. Yeah, yeah. And then I had a discussion on the back end of yeah. it with one of our hosts. Uh, I really enjoy doing that stuff. That's, like, the first time I've done it this year. Yeah. I would like to do that more often just because I think that's a really good experience to use the prompter and yeah. be in that setting and, and just, yeah. you know, just another thing that you can add to your list yeah so in that case you got to call them up and say hey what are you wearing i'm wearing this i'm wearing this. <laughs> oh yeah so really. clash so we don't all <laughs> one show up in hot know. pink one show up in red <laughs> right yeah like, oh, so. this doesn't look good all right well i think that that's a that's a wrap for us isn't that what they say in the television yeah, industry? that's a wrap mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting it thank you well thank you so much for joining us it's um i hope the listeners have enjoyed it and um we're gonna get on to our well a tip and learn how to make this bun there you go thanks so much for having me and congrats on regan's win yes tell you you. that earlier thank you that was a nail biters both days saturday and Mm -hmm. sunday i uh, had a baby shower that i helped give on saturday and so i really didn't pay attention to the race at all got home 40 laps to go turned it on i was like oh we're leading yeah. <laughs> i need to watch this <laughs> we're leading <laughs> yeah you are a busy woman and man. then yesterday it was just yeah it was those times when i was like oh is this gonna be the way it is and yeah. then towards the end there it was just really um really stressful well that's yep. this new format definitely renders some excitement i like it i like I it too. The, the very first year i was um not a huge fan dale mm-hmm. you know had some problems at Chicago, and um, mm-hmm. I just, um, but I do, I, I like it. I, I think it definitely gives a level of drama mm-hmm. and just, um, absolutely, you know, how it plays out. And how Heightened it sense of, like, urgency and stress. And yes. I'm not, definitely. I don't envy the guys the position they're in, but uh, yeah. it's, it's definitely interesting. The only the thing that I don't love is when it comes down to just the one race. I, I like the every three race thing, and mm-hmm. somehow if they could get that last bit to maybe, maybe be another race or two but i agree um yeah just because you know one race, race. i mean gosh just so many things can happen, happen. Well, and we, beyond yeah. your control and you know that's not always that would be I, just very unsettling i think probably like for well, some yeah. of the guys if you make it all the way to the end yeah. and then you have like a parts failure yeah like jimmy, just like had, jimmy like exactly five dollar seal or whatever exactly. it was so exactly. It's like, exactly so but otherwise it's good stuff All right, it's time now for our tip of the week brought to you by Wella Professionals. Effortless is a word we keep hearing to describe the disheveled hairdos that keep appearing on the runways. Let's talk about the low bun. Great for all hair types. Except mine, Amanda. I don't know if I can get this. I might can get this in a low bun. I think you can. It's long enough. Yep, you can can do yours Shoulder length. (laughs) If your hair is clean or straight, you'll want to add texture with four to six sprays of the Wella Professionals Ocean Spritz Mid-Length to Ends. Tease your crown section with a comb and sweep your bangs or front layers across the forehead and tuck behind the ear. Pull hair into a low, messy bun, securing with an elastic band and bobby pins. Be sure to leave some ends out and loose for that messy effect. This is definitely my kind of hairdo right here. I don't have to get it pitch perfect. Where it looks like uh, you you didn't have to have a stylist do yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you can have a little things falling out, uh-huh. a little messy look. 
You want to finish this by applying a pea size of Wella Professionals Grip Cream to hold any flyaways in place and spray the Stay Firm Finishing Spray on the rest. This is one hairstyle that is really on trend and takes only just a couple minutes to achieve. You can purchase these products or any of the Wella Professional products at any of the 782 Ulta stores nationwide or purchase online at Ulta.com. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Fast Lane Family. Fastlane Family has been brought to you by Wella Professional Hair Care, multi-sensorial hair care products that you will see, touch, and sense the difference from your very first wash. Hair care needs from fine to normal to color to coarse, Wella's got you covered. Wella Professional Hair Care products are available at over 780 Ulta stores nationwide. Visit Ulta.com to find the store nearest you. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 